I'm Alex Kappelman. This is The Decision. This is episode 34, Quit. Uh, it features Chenjirai Kumanyika. He is uh, a professor at Rutgers University, uh, and he's also co-host of the new Gimlet show, Uncivil. Uh, and one quick note before we start is um, there were some technical difficulties with the recording, so it might sound a little bit weird at some points. Um, it's not too bad, though, but just just wanted to give you the heads up. Uh, but anyway, let's get down to it. Chenjirai's going to convince me to quit. All right, Chenjirai, so you're advocating for uh, quit. Um, how, what's your relationship to um, not sports? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I just, before I get ready to make this argument, I, I, I gotta be real about my relationship to sport. I was horrible at like cool sports when I was younger, you know? I'm, I could play basketball now um, a little bit, but when I was younger, I was horrible. And like the sports I was, I was okay at some sports, but they were like the, they weren't the glorious sports, you know? It was like swimming and cross country, you know? Cross country right, should never right. be a sport. Wait, wait. I, I ran cross country. I, I, I think that's a sport. <laughs> so you know, man. I mean, it was hard. It was horrible. Did you, like, you throw <laughs> up after every event and, like, no, there's no, there's no, like, you know, a, like, attractive people that want to, like, be your friend because you're running cross country? It's just, like, it's just, it's not really, you know, I don't know. Okay, okay. Um, and then, and you know, the other thing is, you know, I, I think my, like, becoming disconnected from sports some of it was we moved around a lot, but I think it also was one of my earliest memories was being on a basketball team when I was like in fourth or fifth grade or something. My parents forced me on this thing because my because they had high hopes, you know what I mean? And it was like, <laughs> dude, it was like horrible. We would have games in this little gym, right? And all and like all the parents would, you know, they would sit on like the bleachers that were like too short bleacher kind of thing, and and I would just I was horrified. I was traumatized. I would run up and down the court i was almost like looking for a hiding place at every end of the court and oh no yeah it was it wasn't good man and then basically which is hard because you were you're kind of you're a tall guy right i'm a tall guy but i wasn't and then i wasn't you know what I, mean? <laughs> I was like a little <laughs> kid and i was you know and i and i was like it was just it was i think like my big moment in the whole season was um i finally just like shot the ball you know and I didn't I didn't shoot it anywhere near the basket, you know, but it was but the whole crowd <laughs> I think cheered anyway because they just knew I was like this traumatized <laughs> that I just threw I probably threw it into the stands or something. I mean it, it was bad, you know. And then another thing I would say real quick is like, you know, in seventh grade, I tried out for the basketball team because like all all my, you know, cool, much cooler friends were doing that. And and I think I made it past the first round because it just involved running running and I was a pretty good runner. Like I could run, you know what I mean? But then once right, we got right. to actual real basketball drills and playing, it was like, I just remember looking at the white sheet on the wall with my, with my name not on it. You were able to run and, you know, maybe or maybe not throw up. Uh, and that was kind of the lowest. <laughs> the, the lowest <laughs> that was, yeah, maybe, exactly. I was able to run and right. So I made the first cut, right? And then it was like, and then, but I, when once we got to playing and passing, I think everyone was like, "Oh no, oh wait a minute." <laughs> After that, my best friend David, he had a, he decided he had an intervention. He was like, he he took me out. He said, "Change, let's go, let's go play basketball." He said, "Listen, as a six foot, I don't, I wasn't six feet." He said, "But as a tall black man, you have to be able to play basketball." <laughs> and the culture just because just everyone's going to assume you, yeah, they're going to assume you, you and it's just you just yeah. want to be able to do this. And I was like, I could play basketball. And then he like beat me twenty to zero. Oh, God. And I and I worked really hard for that zero, 
You understand, you know, and it was like, yeah, so, yeah. So, I, so yeah, that's. The, but I could, I could play decent now, though. In fact, if you, if you do the right thing and decide not to be a fan of every team, and I got good reasons why you should do that, you and I will play some basketball games together. Okay. All right. So the stakes are high. All right. So hit me. I, I know you actually have like sat down and really thought hard about these arguments. So like normally I'd kind of prompt, but like, why don't you just just go ahead and just just tell me why you think I should not be a fan uh, of, of NBA basketball? Well, it's, I'm just listening. OK, I'm listening to the show. Right. And I'm, you know, I just I was I had to reach out because I was like, Alex, I think <laughs> this is not good for you, man. You know, I mean, I like you, man, you you know, and I want you to be OK. And I know I think you're doing the right thing from disconnecting from the Knicks. I mean, that's just uh -huh. psychological trauma. But this then, is, this right. Is but then I'm like, look at it. Like, look, look at what you're doing. Going through these teams obsessively like, well, this and that trying to kind of predict it's, it's clearly wreaked trauma on your mind. And I think it's not healthy. Like, I think it's not good for you. I want you to be OK. You know, so I mean, I have a lot of reasons, but at the basic level, I think now if you're in my shoes right now, I mean, I, you know, I'm not a sports person. I'm not somebody who knows a lot about sports. I vaguely kind of know what's going on when something big happens. But I think I want to invite you to the place where I'm at. You know what I mean? OK, and well, where's and where's that? Well, I mean, I'm not you know, there's all kinds of reasons we could get into some political reasons. But let's just start out with the basic. Let's just start out on a basic level like. When you decide not to be a fan of any team, the first thing that's going to open up for you is time. You're just going to have time to just, I mean, you're already an awesome Alex Kappelman, and you're going to be like an even more greater, better Alex Kappelman because you're just going to be able to do things like listen to podcasts about the Civil War. Right. Like, uh, like, like for example, like what podcast about the Civil War should I listen to? You should listen to Uncivil on Gimlet Media. <laughs> oh, I, I heard that's a pretty good show. It's a decent show, you know, and so that'll be, I mean, I think that's cool. But I mean, there's other ways to be a fan of basketball. And I think better ways than to be an NBA fan, right? I mean, in a way, NBA almost, in my mind, in a way, NBA has almost like destroyed basketball in some sense, right? Like the idea of like people playing basketball in their communities and all those other kinds of things. I mean, I think like the NBA threatens that. I mean, wh where are you at when you watch NBA? Are you out in your community playing ball or are you on your couch with beer? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it's been great I mean, for the I'm beer not, industry. Yeah. <laughs> but this is true. But 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 it's like kind of like um, you know, I, I I watch NBA basketball and I, and I and I get really excited and it makes me want to go out into the community and play basketball. Not, no, you're right. I mean, and I, 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 I'm, I understand that the NBA, these teams have a meaning to people that may not be fully rational, but it's powerful. I, I want to welcome you to have that relationship with what I have it with, which is music. Oh, yeah. So this is yeah, because you're you're a musician, you're a, you're a rapper. Um, I'm not all yeah. I'm not about. I mean, I'm all about people having irrational relationships, and you know, you know, to things like you know, the team is not really, but. You know, have it with music, man. You know, like it's just you almost win every time. Like you're I've listened to these shows. Right. And I listen to you <laughs> even, you know, and it's like it's stressful for you, even when it comes to like a team like the Warriors, who's almost certainly going to win a lot. Right. But you, even then it's mm -hmm. like, well, are they going to win too much? You know, right. the Spurs, it's like they're going to win a lot. It's like, but are they going to win enough? Are they going to maybe they're going to win? It's just like music. Like when I like certain bands, like I like Portishead, almost every time I've seen Portishead, they kicked ass. 
I win. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so that's one thing. Um, but let me just <laughs> let me let me go into a different argument. Let me go down a different road for a minute. One of the things okay. that's great about where I'm at, right, is I can still go to games. I can still participate in a way in watching NBA games, even though I'm not a big fan of NBA, but I could still do it. And and I, I would argue I'm like a better fan and can appreciate the sport more because I'm not wedded to a particular team. Because 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 you're not invested, you can coolly so you can be dispassionate. But that that's exactly my my reason for wanting to be a fan because you know like you get the you get the lows. You definitely get the lows. You get at least I get the cra- crazy anxiety of trying to figure out you know what team I should choose. But like you also get the highs. You know the crazy wins, the crazy shots, just the watching. You know, watching, watching, you know, uh, uh, these incredible players doing things and like you're rooting for them. It's it's you get that win yourself, you know. Right. But let's but here's what I'm saying. Right. I mean. You I guess still get that if I go to a game like what's a game I might that might happen in the near future that I could go to for to you tell me. Let's just say let's just say it's a, let's we'll go to a, a Knicks uh, Warriors game if we can get tickets. Knicks Warriors. OK, I don't care about either of these teams. I really don't care who, you know, but, and yet I can, I could sort of, I could do it different ways. I could choose to care. I could just say, well, since the Warriors always win, I'm a, I'm going to choose to rock with the Knicks. You know what I mean? And then I could go on that journey from that moment. You know what I mean? But, and so I'm, you know, I'm just there to, you know, appreciate whatever happens in the game. You know, I mean, it's like, it's not like I still, it's not like just cause I'm not a, this fan, I have no stakes. You know, I'm, I get into it when, you know. I mean, what I would recommend to you is just choose once the people start winning. <laughs> then you win. Like me, my team wins every game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I could be a winner at every – and every game is relevant to me. Like, And I'm serious about this. Every game is relevant because, you know, for example, if you're – like as a Knicks fan, does it come to a point where there are certain games that just don't matter because now you're out, you're not, gonna, you're not going all the way, and these teams aren't relevant to you. So now a lot of games aren't even relevant to you. Yeah, but you know what, you know what, Chandra, I, I, I see what you're, I see what you're getting at. But I think for me, it, it is more than, and I'm not saying you're saying this, but for me, it's, it's, it's more than just about winning, right? It's investing emotionally uh, into a team, into players, into a community, uh, into let's be real, a business, um, and. You know, like the, I feel like if I I could say like, oh, I'm I'm gonna, um, you know, the, the flip side would be like being a fan of music and just going to shows, and maybe I'd enjoy those shows. Maybe I'd go to the Portishead show and I'd really like it. But like, if I didn't know all the songs, if I you know didn't know everything about Portishead or like you know hang out with my Portishead community fans or you know hang out with the Portisheads, what what I, what I hope the Portishead community fan base is called. Um, then you know, like I'm, I feel like I'm missing out on on something. Do you do you know what I mean? Like it's it's missing out on like this rich. Yeah, I, 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 I feel you. You missing out. I mean, but let me ask you this: What as a Knicks person participating in all that community? I mean, is it what has it done for you? Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? What is it? I, I mean, I, you know, I will say like it, it has probably given me, like you said, a lot of psychological trauma. But, you know, at the same time, it has been a big thing for me and 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 my friends. Like it's like a lot of my friendships were truly forged with the context of both being Knicks fans and, and sitting down and watching a Knick game and commiserating or enjoying it, you know? Yeah, but what... Now what's going to happen? Like you're making this podcast, that's about to be over. 
yeah. you choose to leave. I mean, it seems to me like that would be really like, whew, that's it takes some courage, man. I'm, I just mentioned the idea of your podcast to a friend of mine who's a Knicks fan. He didn't even he didn't uh -huh. he was like he didn't want to talk about it. I just <laughs> saw like this pain come down on his face. I was like, oh man, okay, I won't even go. Yeah. There. You know, I'm so. All right, well, I, I get that. I get that. Well, there's some other reasons I want to go into briefly. Um, I don't know how you feel because I understand. You know, sports is in a way about releasing from all the politics, but it is me, man. I mean, it's also you know like the NBA and some of these organizations are like horrible politically, man. I just look at like the NBA's, for example, people often talk about things like how the NBA would feel about somebody wearing like a t-shirt related to a political issue, like police, police yeah. brutality or something. And, you know, the NBA doesn't really, I would argue, hasn't really been very progressive in that regard. So really conservative organizations. I'm not going to go to Donald Sterling because like, you know, I'm guessing you're not going to be a fan of that team. And that's just like the really obvious example. But there's also the issue about of these stadiums, man. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not a sports right. person. Let me just say this is not in my wheelhouse. But, you know, just in my research, I found out like, OK, you're thinking about the Spurs, right? I mean, let's keep it real. The Spurs, man, they receive like $41 million in federal subsidies to build that AT&T center, you know, and there's no, right. that's not really helping anybody in that community. And it's that, yeah, they do philanthropy, but I mean, there's been like a lot of reports. There's a report came out by the Brookings Institution that basically was like, this thing isn't really helping the community. The Barclays, <laughs> the Barclays Center right, right here, right, right in Brooklyn, I mean, they're at the top of the list. I think they got $122 million in federal subsidies. So, I mean, I hate, I, why is the tax, why are taxpayers, and this is the thing, I think when people are fans of these teams, it makes it harder to actually evaluate the real impact of that process, because you're just like, oh, I get a team, and it's my team, and it's this very thing you're talking about, you can't detach and actually say, why are taxpayers paying $122 million to owners, I mean, and these teams are getting more and more expensive, right, aren't they, like these teams selling for over $2 billion now? Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So that's, I mean, it, Alex, do you really want to be a continue to be a part of that, man? I mean, I understand <laughs> the fandom, you know what I mean? But I'm just offering you a, a, a more, a way you can, you know, like like you want to, I mean, is it, do you find that but, fans are able to be critical about those things? Think critically about those issues? Well, that's, and it's actually part of why I'm, uh, you know, I wanted to start the podcast to, to talk about that stuff because I mean, with any business, I mean, like, look at like, you think like, you know, Universal Records is like, is, is like a, you know, a nice business, right? Like you think Portishead is like, you know, like, like you're going to buy that Portishead record, you're going to go to that concert and you're going to pay Live Nation a million dollar, you know, like a ridiculous amount of money. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like you, there's, there's no, there's no angels here. You know what I mean? Sorry, I don't want to quote Donald Trump. I really don't want to say that. Hold on. Wait, let me, let me just take that. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. Whatever, it's done. Right. <laughs> it's so done. Let me it's ask too late. You, so right, no, but so, so your thing is, I I feel you. We should support independent artists. Would you argue we should support independent artists, man? Maybe. Yeah, definitely. And it's but you can listen to Porter's Porter said you can support independent artists, and I you know I can go play basketball and be a Spurs fan or a Warriors fan or a Knicks fan or whoever fan, uh, and um and still go out into the community and play basketball. Um, but um, uh, we, I think we got to go to a quick break here. And, uh, when we get back, just like we're gonna, you're gonna do your best to try to get me to quit. All right, stick with us. This is Barb from Hammond, Indiana. The decision is sponsored by Alex's Twitter feed at Alex Kappelman. The best way to support the show is to follow Alex on Twitter. That's at A L E X K A P E L M A N. Now back to the show. Um, all right, Chandrai. 
straight up, here's where I'm at. Like, I like playing basketball and I like watching basketball. So here's your final thing. Why should I just stop watching the NBA? Well, you know, my thing is not necessarily that you should stop watching the NBA altogether, but I just think you should let go of the idea of being a fan of a particular team. You don't have to be a fan to watch and enjoy basketball. And my argument is you can enjoy it better. You can enjoy more games. You're free to be invested in games. If some if a team does an awesome thing, you're not held back because you weren't a fan of that team. Also, the NBA, as I mentioned before, has horrible politics. I'd like you to be able to be critical about that, you know, and I, and I think being a fan, stop, you know, you don't have to do that. I think time is going to free up where you can go actually get into the sport. You can even get into the history of the sport. I mean, what do people even know about the mm. history of the NBA? You know what I mean? How it started, mm. you know, all those kind of things. That's something I was looking into. As not a sports fan, I bet you I know right now more about the history of the NBA than the average sports fan. I know what year it started. I know it started in the late 19th century. I know that when the, and it started in 1946. NBA fans who claim they love the game, they don't know a lot of this stu- that stuff. You know, yeah. so, I mean, you I think you can be a better sports fan. And beyond all that stuff, man, I just want you to be okay. And I'm worried about you <laughs> frantically. I do, man. I want you to be all right. And, like, I, I'm worried that you frantically going through all these teams, trying to figure out. I just, I'm like, I don't, I don't see an Alex on the other side of this who's happier. Jesus. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> come play ball with me. I know, you know, it's like, it's going to be great on, on, on my side of the game, man. We're going to play ball together. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to like go protest gentrification stadiums. You're going to feel good, you know, and then we will still watch a couple games and we'll just, and I, I guarantee you we'll enjoy them because whoever wins, we win. Um, all right, cool. So, well, I mean, I'm down for all of that stuff, Chenjirai. Um, n- maybe, except for maybe not uh, being a fan of a team. Um, but <laughs> I look forward to hearing your decision, man. Chenjirai Kumanyika is professor of journalism and media studies at Rutgers. Uh, and he's co-host and co-executive producer of Gimlet Media's Uncivil podcast, which is fantastic. Uh, you should all subscribe to it right now. The Decision is produced by me. Original music from Louis Stein, Alessio Romano, and Scott Kappelman, my little brother. This is the last episode before the big decision. Um, Follow me on Twitter. Otherwise, we're going to end this show, and I'll let you get to the last episode. Follow me on Twitter, at Alex Kappelman. 